everyone. Thanks for joining the Houston Young Adults Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all our socials at Houston Young Adults. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, this is Jocelyn. Um, welcome back to the Houston Young Adults Podcast. Um, I'm here to share a word with you all today. We are in the last month of 2023, um, but don't count it out because God will complete the word he has spoken to you. Um, as we go into this new year, I was praying in what to share with you all. And the Lord um, had reminded me of this message I had listened to a few years ago. And it was talking about um, what it means to abide. And um, now this is a practical principle, you know, that we should know for our Christian walk. And, you know, some of us may may know what it what it means to abide already. But it's good to be reminded of, you know, practical things because, you know, something that God may have not spoken to you the first time. May You may receive something new the next time. So in saying that, I pray that you receive today. So let's jump in. So the dictionary, so what does it mean to abide? The dictionary meaning of abide means to remain. And, um, you know, I always got to look up the dictionary meaning, but then also more importantly, got to know what the Bible says. So um, let's turn to John chapter 15. Um, and we're going to start at verse 1. And so it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Um, we're going to continue reading. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And, there, and they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. So in order to remain in him, we have to know that um, apart from him, like first we have to know that apart from him, we are spiritually dead. And that um, leads me to another verse. Um, it's in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, um, starting at verse 1. It says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to... I'm going to switch to the NLT. That was New King James. Okay, Ephesians 2. 
Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the, in, this uns, in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But our very nature, we were subject by by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when we when He raised us from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Amen. So without Christ, it leads to a life of of destruction so in order to so we must remain in christ you know after we're saved we must remain or um continue forward and not back because another definition of um so if abide means to remain and remain also means to continue so in Proverbs chapter 4, um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25, it says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. So don't look to the right or the left. Don't get distracted by things around you. Keep going forward always forward and never backwards and how do we do that we do that by abiding or remaining in christ in john fifteen two, it says he cuts off every branch of vine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more so god is constantly working in us purifying us and pruning us and um we have to separate se- separate ourselves from anything that is not of God because that hinders us, hinders us from remaining in him and abiding in him and um we um shouldn't live in our own grace but in the strength that God provides because he designed us to be dependent on him and not ourselves i like the way Paul says it. He says, I must decrease so that he, God, may increase. First John chapter 2, um, starting at verse 5, says, Those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. And how did Jesus live his life? He lived it holy and without sin. Abiding is turning away from sin. And is it possible to live a life without sin? Yes, because one, Jesus showed us how to do it. And also, we have Holy Spirit. Once we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, get filled with the Holy Spirit, we have that ability to not to live a sinless life. 1 John 3.24 says, Those who obey God's commandments 
remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. So it's by Holy Spirit. That's how we are able to um, abide in him and abiding is keeping his commandments and walking in obedience. First John four sixteen says that um, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So to abide in God is to abide in his love. So now what is the purpose of abiding? Let's go um back to what I would say is our the foundational um scripture for abiding for this me- for this um word John chapter 15. So John um 15 verse 8 says, "When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father." So um we abide in Christ because it glorifies God. And John 15 verse 11 says, "I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So it also fills us with joy to overflow. So the purpose of abiding is to glorify God and to fill us with joy. And also not to go back. Think of it this way. For any relationship to grow, whether that be a friendship, dating, marriage, family, whatever it is, you have to spend time with that individual. So in order for our relationship with Christ to grow, we have to spend time with him. If we're continually um, spending time with the Lord, you know, in prayer, um, listening to Holy Ghost um, filled preachers and teachers and, you know, attending church, you know, do not forsake the uh, assembly of believers all those things, you know, surrounding ourselves with people that are going to build us up in the Lord and not move us away. If we're continually doing those things, then we are not going to go back to our old ways. And that's how we will be able to remain in him, abide in him. So what are ways to abide or how can we abide? Well, first is by reading and studying God's word. Let's go to Job chapter 23. Job chapter 23 says um in verse in verse 12 it says I have not departed from his commands, but I have treasured his words more than daily food. So you know we can't treasure what we don't know if we don't take the time to see um read what God's word says about us how are we going to do anything you know we can't do just like in the beginning i shared you know apart from God we are spiritually dead we can't do anything without Christ god is what gives us the ability to 
succeed in this life. He's without him, we can do nothing. Apart from him, we can do nothing. That's also in John 15. So first, by reading and studying God's word. Number two, by responding to what you read by obeying his word. So respond to what you read by obeying God's word. In Luke chapter 11, um, verse 20, 28, it says, Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. It says it right there. You are, you are blessed when you hear the word of God and you put it into practice. Um, I also like what um, the book of James, that's a great book. Um, chapter 1, James chapter 1 verse 22 It says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You don't see yourself. I mean, you see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So we are not just to be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. Because when we obey what the word says, we are blessed. And, you know, the proof that we love Jesus is what we do with his word. So what good is it? to read your Bible, which is God's word, but, you know, you're not applying it to your life. All of life's answers is found in the word. Everything that we need is found in Christ, but you're reading, but you're reading your word, but you're not applying it to your life. How can there be change? How can there be, you know, increase? How can you receive the blessing of God if you're not applying what his word says to do how can there be change how can there be growth if you're not doing what the word says so number one reading and studying god's word number two respond to what you read by obeying his word and finally number three memorizing what his word says and thinking on god's word um Joshua chapter um Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says study this book of instruction continually meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it only then Will you prosper and succeed in all you do? Everything is wrapped up right there. Study this book of instruction continually. This is a book of instruction. It's not just another book that you read and, oh, that was a good book. Like, no, this is God-breathed 
words. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That is the word of God. It's not just another book. It is for training in righteousness. So we need to memorize what his what the word of God says and think on God's word continually. We read and study God's word out of delight and not duty. I like the way um evangelist um Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. said one time he said when we start reading the bible out of adoration instead of obligation that's when the breakthrough comes so it's not that we have to it's that we get to and we also have to know that god's word is god speaking to me uh, we've been learning that in our believers authority class with the church from um Kenneth Kenneth Hagen. He said God's word is God speaking to me. So, once again, number 1, reading and studying God's word. Number 2, respond to what you have read by obeying by, by obeying God's word doing what it says. And number 3, memorizing scripture and meditating on it, thinking on God's word. So, I pray that this word has blessed you as much as as much as it has blessed me and remember to ab- abide in the Lord and he will abide or remain in you. Hey everyone, thanks for joining the Houston Young Adults podcast. Make sure to follow us on all our socials at Houston Young Adults. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.